Hello, guys. Hi. Welcome to another episode of When Football Met Soccer, where we talk about all things football on the pitch, off the pitch. We are the oh champions, my, my friend. And we'll keep on fighting to the end. Well, congrats, Francesca. Good job. We, okay, I'll stop now. Yeah, good job. Good job. No, it's it's what was supposed to happen, happened. Was it written in the stars? Yeah, it was. It's written in the stars honestly, for us. Honestly, that's it. Like, they need to win. One of these years, they just needed to win. And this was their year. They deserve it. Woo-hoo! Yeah, that's it. Like, we want to turn the page, the city page. We're a bit tired No, no, of no, no, no. We're not turning it. Can we turn it. it right now? No, we're not turning it. There's still the parade on Monday, which is now officially happening since City has officially won the treble the second english team to ever win the treble after manchester united in mm-hmm. 1999 mm-hmm. and it's also pep's second treble so after Barcelona. and no other no other manager has done it in europe i think now people are saying okay well now he's won the treble what's next oh he wants to be Car- Ancelotti's record yeah, he, he of wants to have more champions, more champions leagues exactly he joked after in a press conference saying cuz you know how Madrid has 14 Champions mm. Leagues. Mm. And he's like, you know, Madrid, you better watch out because if you're not careful, we're going to catch up to sure. you. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> sure, because he has 14 he years left. Has 14 or 13 years left. one every year. <laughs> no, but honestly, they deserved it. It wasn't uh, a great game. They didn't play that well. Uh, they were very nervous, as you've noticed. They were s- slipping constantly. I don't know. Like, we, we've talked about it. Maybe it's the grass that was not great. The pitch was off yeah i would just think that that's something that would have been flagged if that really but was the not case normal even ederson like slipped when he was trying to like but did inter slip as much as city they slipped a little bit but not as much maybe it was just me that noticed. i'm gonna go on twitter and see if anyone else noticed i didn't see anything about you know how like when the... you want to confirm something you just go online yes confirmation you... bias you but then again maybe I honestly do think that <laughs> nerves played a part of it. They were so nervous. You could clearly see, especially in the first half, sloppy, nervous, and like giving the ball away. What, I mean, what, even Pep was, was trying it? to say relax. Who was right? it? Akanji didn't understand what, uh, didn't like, like there was a misunderstanding between Akanji and uh, Ederson and mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Lautaro me, fucked it up, but obviously. Because um, the level was just not there, especially no. in the first half. And there were a lot of mistakes that Inter should have just scored. I, I don't understand. You cannot miss, especially Lautaro. That's why the camera was on him. Now everyone's going to hate him so much. I feel bad for him because the commentators, they were talking about him for like five or ten minutes. And they were asking Arsene Wenger, what do you think? And like, Oh, you mean after the game? Yeah, making the whole conversation just about Lautaro about- Martinez. But Lukaku did, you know, Lukaku things too. The way but, that he... Yeah, yeah, but, like, I don't even know if they were, they were relying on Lukaku that much. Like, Lukaku barely played. Apparently, he only played, like, 120 minutes in the whole Champions League with, with Inter. So, no, I don't know if they relying on Martinez always starts, pretty much, yeah, right? Yeah, but so... I do think in the World Cup, he played initially. He wasn't that good. And then Julian, Julian Alvarez, Julian Alvarez took over. I think he's an okay player. He was selfish from his part. It doesn't show that he's a bad player, but it was just selfish. He should have passed. And you can't, you don't have that many opportunities at that point. Whatever you get, you need to try to score. They had more opportunities in City. City had seven shots and four on target compared to 14 and six for Inter. Mm-hmm. And Inter had a much higher possession than most people were expecting. Mm-hmm. I think most people were saying, okay, no, they, they, they're gonna, really they were going to get 30% or whatever. I do think if you're just looking at chances created and everything, Inter would... I would say they're the better team by by a bit, right? Mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. If you just looked at performance, you were like, okay, maybe Inter deserved to win a little bit more than City, but 
at the end of the day, like we said, it's not just about being the best it's team. Winning. It's about winning. You don't have to be the best team. You just need to be able to win. You, you were the best team for the whole year. You played consistently in the like you you barely lost a, they don't they didn't lose any game in the Champions League. They played amazingly in the Premier League. So they've already proved that they're an amazing team. So it's yeah, now come on. just like about you, winning. You own Madrid, you beat Bayern and all this on on this whole path Dortmund to the final. As well. And Dortmund was in your group, mm-hmm. right? Uh, just so you could lose to Inter Milan at the final. It's like, okay, well then that's really on you. Like yeah. if you couldn't get that win, that's really on you. I understand you had a really long season. I understand that you already won two cups and you chased Arsenal the whole year. And that mm-hmm. is really tiring to having to do that. But that would have just been the biggest disappointment. A biggest anticlimax because because if anything, I actually thought that they were going to win the Champions League and the FA Cup was a little more up in the air. No, I, I I thought the opposite. The FA Cup was a little bit easier, but the Champions League, there's so much pressure. Like, the, the, the team has never won it. The, the club has never won it. So it's, like, very... Yeah, know, that's like true. I'm, 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 I'm just, you know, Monday morning Monday morning quarterbacking, to be honest, because they just won, and now I'm saying, ah, oh, yeah, I knew it was... I knew they, but. You were like, oh, I'm not sure. Inter, they're so good. They could, like... No, 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 they're not so good. You just feel like these, especially these Italian teams, they have a history in the Champions mm-hmm. League. It's like Italy, exactly. It's like so, Italy itself. Right. Like they won't play an amazing game that you would call an amazing game or like a really nice game. It's kind of like Mourinho, right? But they are going to win and that's what matters. Um, they were not bad. Honestly, surprisingly, they like, I think it's partly because City didn't play that well. Yeah. And it's also partly because they, they like, uh, Inter were better than expected. Exactly. And, Rodri scored the goal that gave City the win. Fantastic he goal. really took advantage of the situation. Uh, he won man of the match, although I would say it's kind of shared with Ederson because as much as I don't love Ederson as the goalie, he was really crucial in this game, especially the last save against uh, Gossen, the German yeah, player. Yeah. Uh, in the very last minute, and there were a few times where I really thought Inter were going to score. But I, I do think it was Bernardo Silva was great. Like, I, I think in the second half, he was much better. And, like, he just kept the ball for a long time. Like, be back and forth, back and forth. Even he participated in the goal, right? Like, I think he was it was his run initially. KDB was really okay. I think the whole year he's been okay. Phil Foden as well, okay. Like, it's, there's a reason why he didn't play. Uh, he hasn't been playing. This year, Grealish was, as he said by his own words, he was shit. He was awful. Yeah, he was awful. That's why he said yes. he was awful. Well, he was Ro- Even Rodri was like, I didn't play well in the first half. Yeah, I think you know? he should have put Kyle Walker. But then again, all of it should have, should have, should have. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, exactly. They, they won. won. I mean, it, so. did, it did break my heart a little to watch Kevin De Bruyne's face when he got subbed off again I don't feel in bad a final. for him. I don't feel bad for him. The guy played a fantastic year. He won the treble, so everything's good. He didn't for him. have a fantastic year, but at if least you look at the numbers. But, he but yeah, have exactly. A fantastic year. No, he didn't have a fantastic year. But even him not having a fantastic year, he still had the most assists in the Premier League. So yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, he wasn't great this most year. Most assists in Premier League and most assists in the like, Champions like League. Like the Madrid game, he was not great. The four-zero game, he was really not not that good. So uh, at the end of the day. I think this what what was supposed to happen happened. Right. That's right. very uh, to keep it simple. They deserve to win. Cha- you can't be City and not not have a a single Champions League. That's not fair. And I just like to mention that the third goalie Scott Carson uh without having played a single minute this season has also won the trouble with City. Good for him. Yeah, that's a that's a great life. We should always be talking about let's, him. Let's compare him again to uh Harry Kane. Harry Kane. <laughs> Harry Kane does not have Scott Carson has how many more trophies than Harry Kane? 
<laughs> and also, like, I want to flag as well. Onana, really good yes. goalie. I've never watched him. This is my first time actually watching him. It, it, you can feel like it's another player. It's like another uh, defender. Like yeah, for sure. Is really outside of his box. He plays like, really high. Yeah, and he's super confident. Like that. No, and then again, you're already down one, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> and so, but he's super confident, and he's like throwing these long balls, and the balls actually end up somewhere, end up in Lukaku's. And Lukaku was helpful, like because whenever he would get the ball with his head, he would actually send it somewhere mm-hmm. dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like for sure, there was more three, threat when he came on. Yeah, three times at least. And the guy's a beast. He's he's, he's huge. He's like you would think he's going to be super slow. He's not going to do anything, but he was actually instrumental. He changed the game a little bit. They could have won, but it's just luck wanted City to win as well. I, I think so. And luck needs, it as well. You need a little a, bit of like on, on, on your needs, side. Not, luck needs to be on your side, for sure. But I am so happy. But now now you're just going to think, since now Pep has just ticked all the boxes, why is he going to stick around for that much longer? Yeah, that's true. Right? That's true. And all these players are getting older. Kyle Walker is leaving, probably. Gondo is probably also leaving. A lot of players are just leaving. I don't know what KDB is going to do, but I'm not worried because if, if Pep stays, he probably can get players that are from okay teams and make them into amazing players. Mm-hmm. So, and I and I do think that he still wants to win more more trophies. I think that when he left Barcelona, the the whole atmosphere was not great. There was a lot of things with the administrations, a lot of problems with the players. Like it wasn't as simple as easy. But you would think that for someone, the relationship and the attachment he has to the club, he yeah. would have stayed longer, no, no, right? No. It was, yeah, that's true. But like, I don't think that was the case. Like a lot of people started saying. Oh, why is he like overthinking? Why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? But, do, but you really—they like, they were saying he's like having a lot of problems with players. And but do you really think that the Barcelona fans did not back Pep as much as the City fans? I don't know. I just feel like he—it's not that it's easier for him, but he has more control because at that point he hasn't like established now, himself. Yeah, now he's like mm-hmm. that's it. Like this is Pep. You cannot keep doubting him constantly. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the the Khaldun guy, he's not giving like he's telling him do whatever the fuck you want. Right, of course, of course. He's I don't think that was I don't think that was the case in Barcelona. It was very like everyone was like okay, it's time for him to move on. That's what people were saying. It was even just me. it was just surprising because it was only 3 seasons if you think about it. Yeah, even me right? I was like okay, that's fine. Uh, let him move on. Now. And it like once you you are at that high level you're like, okay, no, this is too high. Like, I think maybe they, they peaked a lot and you're like, okay, there's no going up from here. Like, it was an amazing team that they peaked so, so high. So, like, anything below is just going to not be great. But then again, there just hasn't been that many coaches like Sir Alex Ferguson, Arsene Wenger, and Simeone who've, you know, really just been at the club for that long. And mm-hmm, really, mm-hmm. and so, but if anything, considering how Pep still talks about Barcelona and how... He loves the city and loves the club and was a, such an important player, too, for the club. Yeah, I mean, the, that cl- he the club made him. Yeah, he would have stayed longer. And now it seems like he may even have a competing attachment to city where he's he still doesn't this speak r- English. Like, this, exactly. you know, like this he's still very much a, like a Catalan, you know, like he, he mm. doesn't. But, you know, he did. He did say that the FA Cup win seemed more important and emotional to him than it the Champions did. League. Actually, I remember because he, when he won the FA Cup and I was watching, I was like, the guy was crying. He was so happy. When he won the Champions League, it wasn't the same. Like, yeah, he was a little bit happy. It but was like the cherry near, on top of the cake. Yeah, but nowhere near the FA Cup, which I, I didn't understand that, but... 
that's why I really do think that part of it is because he has become a City fan that beating a rival like Manchester United is so much more exciting than winning a Champions League final. Because he did say at one point. Okay, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> He's becoming, what do you call it, a Mancurian? Man- a Mancurian? Mancurian, okay. Oh, well, Manchester United fans are also Mancurian. That's true. Blue, <laughs> blue Mancurian. Exactly. It's, it's a, you know, the, the mascot that they have, Moonchester? Moonchester? Yeah. What is that? It's a mascot. It's like an animal? Have you not seen it? It's a blue, you know how it's blue moon is city's thing? Uh-huh, and uh-huh. so the so the wait, let me show you. You don't there's it's twins. One of them's Moonchester. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah, oh. This is Moonchester. With the with the eyes. Yeah. It's like square eyes. Yeah, it's Moonchester and Moonbean. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. The mascot's very cute. But Yeah, it is, it is cute. Uh but yes, very happy and they deserve the short break that they will get, because a lot of them will be with their national teams this summer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be talking about the few friendlies and qualification games that will be paid, but we're not done yet. Uh, as much as I would love to talk about City forever, <laughs> let's move on to the Europa Conference League final that West Ham won this week as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is so great to... I just love watching players celebrate and be happy that's true. i'm so sad looking obviously since city's my time didn't really care about inter but looking at fiorentina i was like but then west ham do you, do you know what i feel like inter was not they were not that sad they were not like crying they were all. crying i, I, I think the know. camera didn't focus on them that much that's i think true, that's the difference because they were just focused on city you didn't see it that I'm, much i felt like maybe they just accepted it they're like okay well, but do you that, remember do you remember do you remember dortmund when oh, Dortmund yeah, lost no, the no, league, that was like that was that was a different story. Yeah, oh my I feel God. like intern maybe like if I were intern, I would just accept it. Like that 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 was what was supposed to happen, and surprisingly, we maybe played yeah, really well. and plus they over they, they overperformed. Yeah, yeah as so to what already, yeah, exactly. we're already not bad at all. Right, West Ham versus Fiorentina. So two one, mm-hmm. first title for West Ham since 1980 when they won the FA Cup, right? Uh, and so, first of all, I just really, I really want to say congratulations to the team and also David Moyes. Uh, he, you know, he has not won a single major trophy in his 25 years of being a coach. And this is his first one. Mm-hmm. And did you see him giving his medal, putting the medal on his, you know, dad, who's like 80 something years yeah, old? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It was a really touching moment. I'm really happy for them. Um, yeah, there was a stat going around that it took him uh, a thousand and nine, uh, ninety-seven games to win his first trophy. He's like a, like a, like a dad. He's a kid. Like, yeah, but like he he's like, nice a like a, like, a, like a dad. His celebrations were the cutest. He like ran onto the pitch. So we're gonna talk about the actual game itself. But the player celebrating, honestly, this was Declan Rice. You saw him. I think it was his nephew because I think his son is not that old. But he was like dancing with his nephew. And also Agard, such a, such a good friend and fellow countrymen. Oh, yeah, the first true. thing he did was to go and comfort Amrabat, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On, who lost, obviously, uh, before, you know, while while his teammates were celebrating in the background. Really? That's the first he, thing he, he was the, He oh. was comforting Amrabat, crying on the floor. And Amrabat, when he posted after the loss on Instagram, you know, obviously it's like highlights of the game and him crying on the pitch. And one of the pictures was Agrid comforting him on the pitch. So, honestly, I thought that was very nice. I really do think the Marco team... One of the things that really will contribute to the success is the closeness yeah, of the true. team. That's because true. that's really yeah, important. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and apparently he told him uh, the night before he sent him, Amrabat sent Agar a message saying, uh, uh, good luck and mm. bring it on or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
well deserved for win for West Ham. Honestly, I did not realize how much this meant to West Ham to David Moyes. I think it's fucked that we have this bias where we mostly follow teams that win trophies. And so we don't really watch all these teams that suddenly, like, we follow these teams that have a lot of history, like, have the amazing players, all these players that score constantly. So to see West Ham and also to see, like, Mendy Dibar win, like, you see how much it means to them, right? I think that's why they started this Europa But Conference both these two teams have a really rich history. It's just that they haven't won that many trophies. Well, Sevilla has, but not West Ham. Yeah, but West Ham... Well, like, how big of it is? Like, I think Nottingham Forest has a bigger history. They're the biggest team in London this year. The only one to have won a trophy. Yeah, so, like, it's 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 a little bit weird. And, like, a lot of the players, yeah, they're good players. But it's, like, the whole concept, I think, of Europa Conference League. You have a lot of these teams that are, like, not, like, the, the, the best team or, like, the greatest teams. So, but obviously, I think West Ham and Fiorentina were the best in, in the Europa Conference League. Yeah, Fiorentina, sure. 15 match play, 10-1. One drawn, three lost, and I think West Ham didn't lose a single game. So they only drew one game and, and won the rest, which is impressive for West Ham. It's very, very different from their record in the Premier League. And we could talk about that, what happened in the Premier League, because they were about to be relegated at some points, but didn't end up getting relegated. So I, I'm just very happy for them. I'm glad that UEFA started this competition, like even though they just did it to make, to make more money. But it's good that it's more like it's other teams that could win stuff. Even though it was Roma last year, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be like a new team that never won anything. So if, if the winner of the Champions League and the winner of the Europa League play together in the Super Cup, what is the Conference League winner going to do? That's what I was thinking. Maybe the Conference League winner is going to play the Europa League winner in a, a, a Super Cup too. I don't know. A Championship I, I, Super Cup. Championship Super Cup. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's actually the case. Uh, and a lot of these like pundits are asking, oh, but this is just Europa Conference League, like how important it is. Who's but think about that? it. Yeah, a lot of them are like saying, oh, this is just the Europa Conference League. No, it's still European competition. Exactly. With European exactly. Teams. It's a European title. So a lot of teams would want to have European And come on, title. it's teams that finished in at least the top half of their, I agree. Of their, t- of their league. I agree. But the, the other point is that even if Barcelona or Tottenham were in the competition, that doesn't mean they would have won it. Can we not just necessarily. Agree yeah. Not necessarily. Like, because Tottenham lost to South... Like, I'm not saying Southampton specifically, but in the Premier League, they lose to teams that are at the bottom. So, I mean, you yeah, never they, know. You, they, if you, think about it, Hamza. They get knocked out of the FA Cup, which is like I how know, many teams exactly. are competing in the FA exactly. Cup? Were they knocked out by Sheffield United? That's in the championship. Great for West Ham to get a title. I'm sorry about Fiorentina. Honestly, I wanted, I wanted West Ham to win just because I knew more players at West Ham. Uh, great for Agard as well. You have no idea where he came from. Like, literally, the guy comes from six years ago. He was with the, like, or, like, more than six years. He was, like, in the actual Moroccan league. Not even with Raja Ridat. He was with another team that's not even Russian. Ridat. And now this guy is winning a European title. So, it's such a I'm big so deal happy. for him. He's such a likable guy. He has a great smile. And, like, they interviewed him, like, be in. And, like, he's talking in Moroccan with be in. And he's hugging, I don't remember, Emerson or some other player and and he's speaking in Moroccan and the guys were just watching him speaking in Moroccan Aww. and he's like okay okay and then he makes him laugh and he's like benga benga and he's just like so I think starts speaking Spanish or Italian what it is he fits in well with that team I yeah think. and he's like very like humble very like happy very proud like, I think he's very level headed he's a very like humble level headed yeah he has a lot of earth. he has a lot of room to grow he has a lot of things to do like he's still like he needs to adapt to the team uh, you know what I would describe him as? He's really good manners. Like he was really well yeah, raised. Exactly. Yeah. Do you that's see what I'm true, saying? That's true. Very like he's well really raised. well raised. Yeah. Yeah. Good like, job, Agard's parents, or specifically Agard's mother, probably. <laughs> that's true. It's like okay. It's like Grealish. 
he wasn't an amazing player, but he was like good for morale. So maybe Eggert, he's not there yet, but he's like overall good for morale. That's why a lot of like West Ham fans think that he may be captain again. Declan Rice, great. I think great, great way to say goodbye to the team. Yeah, most likely his his for last game. He, he had a really good game, and if you look at stats, he is one of the best midfielders in the Premier League, as much as you may not see it from every game from West Ham. But if you look at the stats, he is one of the better. But I have to say, if Declan Rice, based on specifically, specifically based on this performance, if Declan Rice is worth $100 million, then Amrabat should be worth just as much as he is. Oh, I was just about to talk about it. This is ridiculous. I know Declan Rice is great, but you watch Amrabat in the, in the game. He was fantastic. His pass... That like I think his that pass to the goal. that led to the goal was really fantastic. So I don't understand how Fiorentina said they put his price at twenty million euros, while Rice will probably go for hundred million. I don't understand the price differential. Does this mean that Declan Rice is five times the level of? Okay, I don't think he's going for twenty. Fiorentina's demand no, 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 no. is thirty five. No, no, no. They lowered their price. That's what I've read, ah. read recently. Yeah, that's why. Like I think they they had trouble uh, getting people to actually buy him in the previous. Uh, what is transfer it? Window? Transfer window, and now they lowered their price a little bit. So even Barcelona, it's not their first choice. So he's I mean, he's basically no one's first choice. He's not Barcelona's first choice. He's not like I don't know, like Liverpool's first choice, some other teams' first choice. So I kind of not understand. To me, like I've watched a lot of compilations. Like Agut is not to his level, obviously, but Amrabat is a good player. He's a good midfielder. You can make the slight argument that you know. Rice plays in a harder league and it's a Premier League team, but not not to make such yeah, a big Fiorentina differential. Is a really physical. No, no, like, no I Fior- agree, like, I agree. The Italian I don't league know is a really why. I don't league. know why. I think there is a reason why Barcelona is so interested in him, but, but it's not. It's not. They're not. He's not their main choice. I know, but Fiorentina has also made it very difficult. And yeah. so if Barcelona already has issues with their finances and stuff, if they're going to get so much resistance about playing about getting a player, why are they going to pers- keep pursuing it? Because fo- No, no, I think I think this is it. This is it. They are going to like sell him. It's just that I'm not sure they're going to find someone to pay that price. I hope. I just think when you're Arab, it's just you you either have to be at Salah, Salah's level to be at least recognized and to be talked about or that's it you're fucked. Even Mahrez, like I don't think people realize how important Mahrez was this year like a lot of people don't talk about it enough there was time when Mahrez was the only one playing really well and the guy hasn't been playing for a while so I don't really understand by the way why Pep doesn't play him yeah people have really short-term memory because there was a while where he wasn't starting Bernardo Silva every game it was Mahrez yeah, and now like the guy doesn't even start at all doesn't even play single I mean he's okay with it and that guy is supposed I think he deserves to be on like on the starting line every single game like but he's that's, a really that's good player with City and Pep though like if he feels like you're not playing to the level he wants, not necessarily poorly, just not the one way that he wants, then he's just going to mention it. it doesn't matter who you are. And I, I think, know. I think honestly, that works to City's benefit a lot of times because you see all these coaches who are too much of a coward to bench certain players because they're quote-unquote no, yeah, stars. That's true. That's true. And that really hurts them. Yeah, that's true. Like, he doesn't have... A, it doesn't matter who you are, he's going to bench you. Exactly. You're Kevin De Bruyne, I don't care. I'm going to bench you. Yeah, I just think that... It's just it's just a little bit sad because I don't think they they're getting enough attention sometimes and it's all about like as you said the British media they just or the English media they just talk a lot about their players right when you're British it's even you you have even a higher of a price tag like look at Grealish right yeah like yeah. the fact that Grealish wins for more than hundred million to me is still unreasonable yeah. like he's a good player but 
he's not worth that much money in my very humble opinion and i don't know how pep paid that much money for him especially given that pep have coached amazing players so it's like mm, was it really his decision I, i don't know what Pep has some sort of foresight. Like, I don't know what he sees in players because we keep talking about this, right? He brings in players that most of the time are not huge stars before they come to City. So what is it that he sees specifically? Yeah, but when you pay 100 million, the guy must be a huge star. But at the same time, this is why you can criticize City because City can afford to pay 100 million and it's not a big deal for them, right? For another club, then they may not make that move. Yeah, well, at least he, he, he did work out for them this year. Like the, the first year they bought him didn't yeah, do anything, yeah, yeah. but this year he has been really good. I don't know if Mudrik in Chelsea is going to do the same or all the other players that they bought for a lot of money. I guess Enzo is is actually kind of doing a good job. So There's a lot of know. variation. Like, for example, McAllister going to Liverpool for $35 million. I mean, that's a fantastic deal. Yeah, that's. I think that's a reasonable price. That's how it should be. McAllister is a really good player. Yeah, he is. Right? Like, I, when I watch him, even the fact to me that Ju- Julian Alvarez doesn't play or Julian Alvarez doesn't play is is really, like, kind of criminal, right? This is a really good he player. He would start in most teams. Yeah, he would yeah. be doing a great job. So yeah. sometimes I really don't understand the people who don't start at, at City. And but when you have Holland... Yeah. What are you gonna start? A lot. I think it's Holland just because he like he's been defending. He's been doing a lot of things now, other than just and also like when when someone throws the ball really far, like he's gonna jump and try to bother the defender, try to get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Well, Julian Alvarez is is tiny, so maybe he's not gonna do that. I don't know. I just think that the players that get attention and the price tag doesn't always match the skills. Well, Pep's decisions is one thing, but the English media bias. Is definitely true. Like they call it like uh, the English passport bias or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you're British, then especially because so much of football media is dominated by the British press, yeah. then of course they're going to say certain things about their own players. And especially the Premier League. Like they talk about it now a lot. The Premier League now dominates football, basically. It's just the Premier League is what everyone's talking about. So they effectively set the standard of who's good and who's not good. Right, and especially with yeah. Barcelona being not great, now Madrid also not being amazing. Atletico Madrid is okay. All these Italian teams losing all the three finals, so it's only Sevilla, and Sevilla is very debatable. Right, everyone's talking about how lucky they are and all those, like, like their expertise in their in their specific cups. So it's really like now we're living with British or English standards when it comes to players. I mean, it, I would be a little bit more okay with that if things were a little bit more fair, but nothing is really fair in football, I guess, these days. Um, it is, but at the end of the day, sports, if we don't have somewhat of a meritocracy in sports, where are we going to find meritocracy? It just doesn't exist anymore, right? That's true. So we at least have to be happy with what we have. Because if we think that everything is unfair in football, then we sh- might as well just not even live because things outside of sports <laughs> are way worse. Why? Oh life is so unfair. Oh, yeah, at so least at least in sports, if you're good, you're going to play. So you're going to do well. The meritocracy that you see in sports gives you like hope to it doesn't continue. Give me, it doesn't give me hope, but at least I'm like, there's something that's what somewhat... A, what a massive soccer fan. No, but it's something at least resembling of meritocracy, right? Yeah, if you're not true. If you're not good, if even if your dad is the most important you know, person in football, yeah. it doesn't mean you're going to be paying for the no, best no, no, team. No, obviously, I agree. Like, we're just talking that like, like players that are already good very very good and so we're I just agree. comparing between I agree. the but, greatest you know, and for the people best like nobody's like us to talk about it more hopefully we'll make a difference that <laughs> Amrabat is going to be worth more 
Dude, the more we talk about it. La- Laporta is listening to our podcast right now and he's going to like pay a higher price. He's going to be like, that's not fair. Oh, shoot. Maybe we should do a Spanish version so that <laughs> we can true. appeal uh, we can appeal to the Spanish media as well. Obviously, finals are always full of drama, but the Fiorentina captain, Cristiano Biarghi, getting hit by objects that fans were throwing at him, that was really unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And it actually was a bit scary because you could see all that blood on his head. A lot of blood. It was a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. And they spent a long time trying to patch him up, uh, patch his scalp up. Uh, so I don't know what they were throwing at him that really hit his, cut through his skin. Mm-hmm. Because what you could see were the cups, but it definitely weren't the cups. Like, what was it? Some people said it was a vape pen. I I have no idea. But yeah, that, that honestly, those fans should be banned. I That's not okay. And apparently... A lot of them, a lot of these footballers, they have to prepare to receive all that abuse whenever they go and take a corner, right? Because whenever they go and yeah, take the corner, yeah. the fans are screaming at them and saying all this stuff. So, especially like in the in for Premier League games, it's so close. Right, exactly. So you just be prepared that whenever you go and stand there, people are going to be screaming at you, and and anyways. it's like very hard to concentrate. I don't know how like you do it. Yeah, exactly. Like a you have to tune it out. Uh, and there was a lot of drama around the game because before. Like the Fiorentina ultras were like causing chaos around Prague. Uh, they were doing a lot of damage. They even there were videos of them and West Ham fans attacking each other. Like you don't know who instigated oh what. I know they also like um, they damaged a West Ham pub in in Prague. They set a lot of fireworks off. They were leaving. All these fans were leaving streets covered in broken glass. I feel really bad for the Prague residents I know. who are just there. Like okay, these fans who I have no relationship with coming from england um coming from italy and now just damaged my entire city but they don't do that in the champions league like i don't know yeah this doesn't happen i don't i didn't see this happen in champions league this this was this case specifically i have no idea but it was pretty bad like i saw videos and Mm, everything i don't know and also like this is maybe maybe it happened because the 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 stadium itself is very small so i don't understand why uefa chose a stadium that has like twenty thousand seats literally but isn't it a bid process too? No, it is. a So they choose it, right? right. So a lot of people submit their uh-huh. application. But why would you choose a stadium so tiny? I they think want they, to diversify and give p- different cities opportunities. Probably. Yeah, but like that's not fair, right? Like the London stadium. The, the well, London then they're sta- going to say London monopolizes no, no, it. No, no, no. That's not my point. My point is the London stadium, uh, the West Ham one, has like a capacity of 50,000. The Fiorentina one is probably close to 50,000 as well. So it's really unfair that each... Uh, team is getting 6,000 tickets. That's all they got. So they got 6,000 each. Because the, com- the capacity at this, at this Yeah, the capacity is so small. And UEFA kept almost, I think, 4,300 4, tickets for sponsors. So, they did the same thing for the Champions League. Yeah, final. so a lot, of, a lot of fans came but didn't have like any tickets. So why wouldn't you choose? There's so many stadiums in Europe that have a much higher capacity all over the world. And I, get, and I understand that you're trying to give other other cities the opportunities, but I feel like the size is a, a yeah, very important thing. It's not very thing. practical. And it, maybe that's what frustrates fans because they, they came all the way, but they can't go in because it's only 20,000. Can you believe what's 20,000? It's like an MLS stadium, basically. It's so tiny. 20,000 yeah. for a final of a European title. Maybe they thought that because it's still the, the cup is still relatively new, that it wouldn't need such a big fanfare around it. Yeah, but Fiorentina is a big team. But in the like future, is a big if team. this keeps happening, then they really need to reconsider the types of stadiums that they pick for the yeah, final. Like, like, just pick something like, with at least 50,000. Like, they're never saying like, 70. Like, because Champions League is so big, they would never pick the stadium for the Champions League. Yeah. So they probably just assumed it's a smaller cup. The, uh, the Atatürk one is like 76,000 or whatever it is. Like, just choose at least 50,000. 20,000 is just... 
seems a little bit sad. So maybe that can contribute to it, but it's it's sad. I don't I didn't expect this thing to happen in Europe to be honest. Like I'm always surprised because I feel like they had so much experience with this. It's been years and years, but maybe as you said, this Europa Conference League is kind of new. These teams are not used to European finals. So that could be part of it, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But and Prague, I don't think, is such a huge football city. So they, they're probably not used to these kinds of scenes. That's true. Uh, no, no, but they they, they, they did have, like, um, uh, other finals before. But Czech Republic doesn't have a super strong league. No. So no, I they, just meant it in the sense that yeah. it's not a... The, the culture is not... Like, London Londoners would be like, oh, yeah, you know, football fans again, you know. It's, it's like what we see every weekend. Exactly. So like, uh, and we, we didn't we actually talk about the game. The game was not bad. I, I thought Fiorentina was better. Yeah, me too. Uh, much better. That me pass too. from Paqueta was... Amazing, potentially made the 50 million pounds they spent on him maybe a little bit worth it. Yeah, it was but a great pass. Overall, I think Fiorentina was really not bad. The, the, the I think it was better than the than the than the Champions League game. The Champions League game I think was a little bit more like you could see that everyone was a little bit more stressed. But overall, I wouldn't like, say equal. better technically. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was a better game. Or maybe it's just because you watch. We watched City against Madrid and we saw that amazing game. I like, think okay, it was, what? yeah, exactly. It was related to expectations. <laughs> and you're like, okay, what's happening now? Is this the same team that played Madrid a few weeks ago? But overall, good defending from both teams. Really close game. Uh, I don't know if you had anything specific else to say about the game. Not really. Uh, I agree. Fiorentina was the better team. The first goal was definitely a penalty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was definitely handball. <laughs> like, I don't think anyone should be arguing about that one. Uh, yeah, and I'm very happy. And just to know, so West Ham player Emerson Palmieri is the first to win all five UEFA trophies. So when he was at Chelsea, he won the Champions League mm-hmm. and the Europa League. And he also won the Euros and stuff like that. He's Italian. So he has now won five, all five, and he's the only one. So that's pretty crazy. Well, good for this him. random player that a lot of people probably don't know. Yeah. So. yeah. I saw a picture of him in Ziyech when, when like, uh, I think it was the same Chelsea? year. Yeah, yeah, yeah 2021. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So congratulations. To West Ham, to all the players, uh, to David Moyes, to City, to Pep Guardiola, to all the City fans and the team. So yeah. two very good, fo- very happy results. And congratulations to Sevilla. So Europa League, I'm very happy about all the results for, of the European titles. I'm really sorry to all Italian fans. You lost all your three finals. Yes. That's very unfortunate. But I'm happy Sevilla won, City won, and West yes, Ham Yes, all the ones that we supported have taken the finals. So Must be a good, good year for us. So, elephants in the room in terms of transfer news. What is the bigger news for you? I heard you're also moving to Saudi Arabia. They're buying, you, they're buying you for like for a, how much? a busload of money. <laughs> well, this is news to me. Would you want to start with Messi? Let's start with Messi. Messi on Wednesday announced that he intends to join uh, Major League Soccer, uh, specifically Inter Miami as a free agent. He said, and I quote, I still haven't closed it 100%. I'm still missing a few things, but we decided to go ahead. If Barcelona didn't work out, I wanted to leave Europe, get out of the spotlight, uh, spotlight, and think more about my family. I want to like been dying to say this joke. Well, not a joke, but it's really when football met soccer. Why? That's true. Because he's playing that football is... now. He's gonna go play soccer. It, it took me a while. <laughs> okay, sorry. You can continue. I think it's a good decision for him. Uh, and for the rest of his family, obviously, he can't just keep waiting for Barcelona. Can we also just talk about the fact that fucking Laporta is the one who let him go? I feel like everyone seems to be forgetting that the same person who's going out trying to say that he's going to bring Messi back is the exact person who let him go. 
No, nobody is forgetting about that, by the way. Oh, people are talking about it. Or maybe they just maybe I don't. No, no, no. People, people are upset because, like, you can clearly tell that at least on the outside, from what we can tell, like Xavi and the players like really want him back and stuff. But Laporta, at the end of the day, didn't fight for it. For this one specifically, or the one before? No, for this time. Oh Messi. no! But I was talking about the one before. I was, well, just in, I was in saying that he is to blame for letting Messi go the first time and not having, yeah, almost like going through the back door and not having. And, the and, 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 and it's because of that that Messi doesn't want to come back anymore because he doesn't want to go through the trauma. I think that's first. The second thing is I'm not even sure that actually Xavi wants him back or all those players. No, no, no. I agree. It's just for the media, they're exactly. saying that. Exactly. No, no. There's no way that you want a player at that age, and especially like Messi's caliber, you can't even bench him. Even at PSG, no, no, no. He, that's he why I said at least outwardly, because we don't know what he said. Messi did mention that he knew that Xavi wanted him back. He said Xavi said that he wanted me back, mm-hmm. but obviously Xavi has to say certain things to maintain. And plus, you know, they used to play together. I'm sure they have a close relationship. So it's complicated, but I agree. I think he made the best. He made the uh, uh, good decision not to go back to Barcelona. It just. It's like, and he did also say, like, if it means that also that all these players are going to have to take pay cuts and they have to not yeah, buy certain people. It's just, yeah, it's just like, he do doesn't want to get involved, which yeah, is correct. That's, Don't. That's, that's super smart. Don't do that. Also, I think it's a little bit of a selfish decision in the sense that if he had gone back to Barcelona, there would be so much pressure, high expectation to win the Champions League. Like, that's, I think that's the problem with Barcelona. Like, nothing is acceptable to them, not even the Europa League. Like, even the Europa League, I don't think the fans are going to like it as much. Just because this club with so much history and what he did specifically for the club, he's always going to be compared to to what he did before. To all, and he does not have, uh, he's not the same person. He doesn't have the same players with him. He doesn't have the same manager. No disrespect to Xavi. So the whole thing is not the same. So I, I, I just feel like it's time to move on. Just go somewhere else. Maybe if you want to go somewhere else in Europe, go as well. But... At this point, I think it's it makes sense for him to leave Europe. It's just too much. Like it's too much hassle, right? Like the Champions League, the relegation, the promotion, all this. Stuff. I mean, he did say it's, it's he, like a it's a lot a lot of work. Right? He did say that you know he wants to just now enjoy the day to day. If you know if he doesn't want to go back to Barcelona, then he wants to relax a little, yeah. spend some more time with his family. I think they have a house there. His wife loves Miami. It's a good. He's very popular in Miami. Uh, so I think I mean he did turn down a really really hefty deal from Al Hilal. Uh they made one final attempt to to sign Messi right when they found out that he was going to sign for in Inter Miami. Uh they increased their offer to 500 million a year That's for 3 crazy. years. So basically he turned down 1.5 billion dollars. That's crazy. Uh, uh good job. I, I'm I'm impressed because I'm pretty sure he did it for his wife. Because his wife probably did not want to go to Saudi Arabia. Right. Uh, and by the way, and if anyone says that that's racist i really don't see why there, that is there is like there, there are countries does, where you don't want to live i mean that's no it's just like she doesn't speak the language i don't understand yeah. why would i go to a country well, that well, i don't speak the language then the, again, the religion the, is different the, then again messi doesn't speak he just speaks spanish so i guess miami no, works. miami works yeah miami works perfectly no there. i understand but it's just like most countries wouldn't fit that like <laughs> no that's true but then he barely spent any time in Places that don't speak Spanish, right? He spent two years in in Barcelona, in uh, in Paris. But most players speak a little bit of English. Oh, for him specifically, I'm saying like he spent two years in Paris, where his wife hated it apparently, and he hated it. Yeah, and his kids. So and his kids didn't do well. So So now he's just going somewhere where he can speak the language. Great job for him. Also, I can't think of any other place where he won't have this much stress. There is no relegation. There is no promotion. There is no championship. I mean, they are last place. They are last place. So it literally can't get worse. It can't worse. They just sacked. 
uh, their coach Phil Neville, Neville last yeah. week after a, like a ten uh, like a run of ten losses. Shit. Okay. Yeah, and five wins, only five wins this season. So it's really bad. So <laughs> it literally can't get worse. So I think it's it was a great decision. Go relax. He still has a lot of money. He turned down so much money from Al Hilal, but this does not mean that his deal in the U.S. will not be cushy, right? Like mm-hmm. we don't know how much he's getting paid yet, but he's going to get a percentage of the subscriptions to the MLS season pass from Apple TV yeah, yeah. directly paid for by Apple. Mm-hmm. Also, percentage of the shirt sales directly paid for by Adidas, mm-hmm. and also p- possibility of acquiring an MLS franchise, which is exactly what Beckham did. I think he played for. LA Galaxy, but, and then now but owns the, the stake. The, the thing that I didn't know is that he actually started Inter Miami. Yeah. So the guy, when he came, there was no Inter Miami. I think this is like why MLS is so new to me that I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like there's so many new teams that that I mean, are getting there's created. There's not much, not much history here. Yeah, there's literally not much history. So the guy, when he came and played for LA Galaxy, at that point, there was no Inter Miami. So I think it was a very smart decision. And he's like, I think Miami is a really good spot for me to start a, a soccer club. Yeah, so, no, I think it was a good business decision. And did you know that the entire MLS franchise contributed financially to get Messi to the U.S.? Really? Yeah. So th- that's the thing. I don't know how instrumental he is going to be to um, to like MLS. So if I were to think about a market, if I were like a businessman and I had a lot of money and I wanted to grow the football somewhere, I would definitely choose the U.S. Because it's better than Saudi in the sense that you have capitalism and you have a lot of people that can pay. So if you get Americans interested in football, that's it. I think it's also it's amazing. helpful that Americans are just, I think, very interested in sports in general. Exactly. Like, there are it's many like, sports that they watch, It's like right? before, like without Messi and Ronaldo, the highest paid athletes were in the U.S. Basketball like, players, Basketball, yeah. golf, wrestling. So it's just America is this place where you can just like play and do like professional football or professional anything at the highest level yeah so i don't know if uh, uh, mls is going to be like the premier league or something similar i i find that very hard to believe especially because when you have someone who's this old like how, what is he going to do specifically yes he's going to get more people to go to the stadiums and tickets are already like sold out and all that stuff but is it gonna improve the level is it gonna put? It's like all. It's I think to me it's about the schools. What schools do they have? Like like what what are the schools in every single city? Like do those players want to stay in MLS because level's so high? Like that's what it is. Like I don't think it's just gonna be all of a sudden everyone's gonna. It just it also depends on how much effort Messi is gonna put into playing, right? That, no, that's because he still has some but, to give. But, but to him, yeah, exactly. He's not. Yeah, he has at least. This like is a not retirement, years. right? Exactly. He has at least a couple. In, with, with his minimal effort, he's gonna do a lot. Exactly. I think the question is, from a financial standpoint, it's very good for the US because it's gonna be a lot of media attention, a lot of deals, yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of uh, like ads, all of that stuff. So it's good financially. Is it gonna improve MLS? Apparently, Beckham was instrumental in changing MLS from where it was to where it is right now. So maybe Messi will do something similar. Why not? I'm because not sure if it's that. gonna. Att- garner so much more interest in football in the u.s then there's going to be more money made and when there's more money made you're going to be setting up younger players to come in through the academy because you're investing more in the younger players and maybe the younger players will will think oh messi is here maybe i could meet him maybe i could see him play and or he played for i want to play for inter miami because messi played in this in this team i think i don't think there's a huge downside i don't think it will flop it's just a degree in which he changes mls that's true and if he can just get 
the overall American population interested in soccer, that's already right. that's already a big I thing. I just the only people I feel slightly bad for is those Inter Miami fans who won't be able to afford tickets anymore. That's true. I think that's fucked. Yeah. That's fu- that's the thing with the US. That's crazy. It's like in 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 London, it's not the same, right? In in England, like you see those Manchester City passes, I like thirty it's not, thirty bucks. It's not that driven bucks. by supply and demand. No. Yeah, this is the U.S. capital capitalism. Let it yeah. let it like move the market, let it like control the market or like regulate the market by itself. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a little bit like the fact that it's three hundred dollars, six hundred dollars. Yeah, that's pretty... people are on a wait list for the next year, and they don't even I think have a proper stadium. It's a really yeah. small one, so. I don't know. It's gonna be very different for him when he comes. Like it's literally at this point not even not even about playing football anymore. It's gonna it's be about, everything about... around the play, actual playing of the football. So, no. But I I just I still think it's a net positive. It's a huge net positive. There will be losers in this in the scenario, but in terms of football MLS, I think it's a good thing, and I'm really happy for him. I hope he will spend his last few years as a footballer. That's in true. a relatively calm, yeah. happy he has, environment. He has won everything he wanted. He's left and his fantastic. best buddy Aguero is apparently going with him to Miami. So, true. you know, yeah. it's going to yeah. be a party there. Exactly. He, he ha- he's left his legacy. He did a great job. So now it's time for him to move on, honestly. So let's talk about the other person who decided to actually go to yes, Saudi. Yes, another big shot. Uh, after 14 years at Real Madrid, Kareem the Dream le- leaves the club to join Saudi Arabia's at Itihad. I wanted to remind everyone that at Etihad, we've talked about it before, it's the team that won the Saudi Pro League this year. It belongs to a city called Jeddah, very, very big city in, in Saudi Arabia. So I'm going to start first by what makes me a little bit sad is it's the, the team that had the that has the Moroccan player, mm-hmm. Hamdallah, and the guy helped them win the, the, the league effectively. And now they're selling him. He had a contract until 2024, 2025, and now they're selling him because they gave his number nine to uh, Benzema and they did the same thing with him and Nasser so and Nasser uh, like got rid of him when they got Abu Bakr if you remember mm-hmm, Abu Bakr mm-hmm. and they, then they got rid of Abu Bakr when they got Cristiano Ronaldo so it's it's really fucked before we talk um, before we talk about Al Ittihad specifically and I wanted to remind everyone that also Al Ittihad does not have a random coach they have this guy called Nuno Nuno Espirito Santo and I, I do know this guy I remember him he used to coach Valencia Tottenham and Wolves I he basically won the championship with Wolves and took them to the Premier League. But before we talk about any of this stuff, let's talk about Kareem the Dream and talk about his legacy. The guy, he's 35 years I love how old. we didn't do this for Messi because why? <laughs> we just all know Messi's legacy. <laughs> why? <laughs> There's no debate anymore. Okay, continue. Kareem the Dream won 25 trophies during his time in Madrid and scored 354 goals, 165 assists in 647 games. So what are his titles? Four La Ligas, Five Champions Leagues, three Copa de Reyes, four Super Cups, and one Ballon d'Or. Which he brought to the stadium I know, when like the fans whole, welcomed him. Yeah, it's like a whole story of like he brought to the stadium. Honestly, I think there is a part of the movement we can talk about it. He wants to go to a Muslim country. I think he's very close to he his religion. He seems pretty happy. Yeah, he I think he's close happy. to his religion. And so I think that was part of it. Maybe he's going to go to Hajj. Maybe he's going to do that. So I don't know. I, I do think it's not just about the I mean, money. it's definitely not the same as like a Messi or Ronaldo moving there, you know? Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. very like, like, it's not some guy. He doesn't speak Arabic. But he could learn it. Like, he, like it's not. He, he's Muslim. So he signed the contract until 2025 uh, with an option to stay until 2026. Karim Benzema will receive 100 million euros a, a season in salary along with 20 million uh, euros uh, bonus for serving as an ambassador for the 2023 
uh, World Cup. Fabrizio Romano also confirmed that Benzema will earn almost 200 million yeah, uh, per season net salary. So it's like oh, two so different total. things. Yeah, so two mm, different things. Okay, so uh, Fabrizio Romano also confirmed that Benzema will earn almost 200 million euros per season net salary with commercial deals included. So we don't know what's what's there on top of the 120 million that we mentioned. And to compare this to what he used to earn, he only earned 28 million uh, euros per season only. at Madrid. Only, right? And the interesting part is that was tax, obviously. So I checked this. There, there is no income tax in Saudi Arabia. According to the PWC website, there is no individual income tax scheme in Saudi Arabia. Income tax is not imposed on an individual's earnings if they are derived only from employment in Saudi Arabia. So it's fucking net. <laughs> what you see is what you get. Which is very different wow. from... Must be nice. Yeah, which is very different from how we live in the US, how Europeans also live. So someone's just basically going to give you 400 million, more than 400 million over... You're going to start the, an exodus of people just flooding into Saudi Arabia because yeah. they don't want to pay income tax. I mean, sure, <laughs> go to Saudi Arabia. So Why are they not advertising that part of their country? They like, you, you, all your propaganda about... It doesn't about, matter if you're American, that's the thing. Right, you're gonna pay taxes regardless. But doesn't matter. Not just Americans, because all their propaganda. Oh, come visit this country. Look at our beaches. You say no income tax. Yeah, why don't you just put Dubai? No, Dubai. no income tax. Yeah, Dubai. People are gonna that. come. Yeah, I mean, we could we could do the division of how much he will earn per minute, per second, per day, per week. I think per week is probably some somewhere around four million euros. It's it's ridiculous. There is no fucking company in the world that will be able to pay someone this much in wages. And, and at the same time, be able to make any like significant profits out of this. There's no way, no way, no way. I you mean, can't be this profitable. But they're also very flagrant about it. It's like it's, the way that they it's go about their business. It's extremely flagrant. Like, I don't care. So allegedly, there could be some government's involvement in this, even though they're supposed to be, I think, independent clubs. Who's and believing private club. that there's no government involvement? I don't know. I just don't want to like, I don't know if it's it was proven or it's like if there's the government actually When it owns. comes to these states, we all assume that there's some relationship. No, so states. I read that PIF is just buying recently stakes in these Saudi teams. It doesn't mean that all the Saudi okay, teams so, are yeah, owned. Yeah, okay. But who are the owners of these Saudi teams? It's like maybe like, from the Pe- royal family people yeah. close to the state yeah. either people yeah. from the royal family or people close to the royal family and all this stuff so I just want to remind uh, everyone and maybe everyone already knows about this they're also involved in wrestling right they bought a big chunk of some like they're involved in some wrestling deal that I don't know about they're involved in Formula 1 and in golf as well so PGA Tour agrees this week agreed this week to merge with the Saudi backed rival uh, Live Golf and they've been like we're, in, we're, we're putting merger in like yeah which is like exactly because exactly i'm not sure if it's a merger but or a merger of equal at least pga and live they've been in lawsuits like facing each other for like a while now also saudi owns a controlling interest in newcastle so basically this is just to summarize how much control yeah. they have over sports the, and how much the money, money they're spending the, it's about i mean like come on nagola kante is going to itihad to join benzema for that's, also that, that, that's sad a hundred million i don't know why he's doing that because he, he could year. still he's such a good player and he still hasn't he won. might have lost confidence in himself a yeah, bit maybe. i don't know what's happening i, I, I don't understand too. that move the president of al ahli not to be confused by with al ahli exactly. from the egyptian league because i was confused about there that. is another al ahli in sudan so there's a is lot it all of the Ahlis. same spelling because when i saw the egyptian one it's a l l y arabic is the same spelling uh, but okay the, but then in okay so it's it's two different teams so the saudi one the saudi one also is trying to get riyad mahrez to play in saudi arabia 
We had Mars and Conte. Trying to get the Muslim players. Yeah, maybe exactly. Mm-hmm. They're the same age, so you know, if Conte is moving at his age, maybe Mahrez at thirty-one, thirty-two. I, I, I really don't think they should do this. But if- but what what is a better incentive than money? If you're and it's a lot of money, I would say yes to that money. Anyone would. Like, I I'm, would throw I'm all s- principles I've ever <laughs> had to have to earn that much money with no like, income tax. Like Messi said no to 1.5 billion cash in the in the bank. I don't think this is the right way to make a good leak. Like it can't be the right way. That's to why make you know it. Messi's wife wears the pants in that relationship. <laughs> Probably. <that's true>. Like, <laughs> like I don't know. Like if I want to attract people to come play, I need to have first a place where people want to live. Right, like that's when people want to go to Barcelona. They haven't so, done that yet. Yeah, like can we try to work on that first, and then try to bring players because they want to like like you just don't like these obscene amounts of money is ridiculous. But at the same time, though, if you're a rich footballer, I don't think your life is that terrible there. No, I agree. Right? Like I know people who lived in Saudi. Like you can live in a if bubble. If you're a foreigner, yeah. Like, if you're a foreigner, not... you live in a bubble. You like you 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 only hang out with certain people that you know. But then again. It's like not that far from Europe either. And you're going to you know? find yeah, you're going to have everything you want, like all the the stuff that you're doing in Europe you could and do. And they're going to make sure that you're not encumbered by a lot of the things that their local citizens are. That's true. Right? I don't know. I just don't see what's the point of all of this. Like is it going to work for them? Is it going to like why are they doing this? They're doing this to improve their their image. They're doing this to like all diversify. this to get the World Cup. And they're saying they're doing this to diversify, uh, like, their country's economy from oil. But this is, like, literally it's the pouring. Cup. It could be. This is, like, literally pouring money down the drain. Because there's no diversification since you're not making money from this. This is, like, a net negative for but years. But if they're willing to spend that much money, you you would then think, well, their pockets are just so deep. Because it's not even scratching the surface. They're yeah. not even hurting from giving paying these players that much. Yeah, it's are they? That, it's, it's like... It's like they they they're not worried about making money now. It's like there's like Uber when it first started. Yeah, exactly. These, they start up so just burn it's cash. It's almost that's like what they're doing. based on my net worth, it's like if I'm paying an employee a dollar or something. That's true. Because it's not even hurting my pocket. It's fine. I can pay you several. I can pay several employees a, do- a dollar. You know, it's fine. I mean, I can afford a dollar. I, I'm not sure you can pay several employees a dollar a month. A dollar. <laughs> a dollar a month. I can afford a dollar a month. A thousand people. I said several, not a thousand. Okay. They're not paying a thousand Benzema, so, so True. you know you just you just need a few. So that's just that's what I'm saying. So that's why when you see like, oh, Bill Gates or uh, Jeff Bezos donates one million dollars, well, one million dollars is what to them? That's true. So, uh, but then again, Jeff Bezos does not have that money in, in cash. cash. So yeah, that's true. He's not very liquid. They, they, they actually like, have cash. Like Elon, like Elon Musk. Like we saw with Elon Musk when he was buying Twitter. He he really struggled. He really struggled because they don't have money. So yeah. So I mean, we've t- we've talked about this so much on our podcast about how Saudi Arabia is just pun intended a really really deep well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. There's well, nothing good for Benzema. I'm still happy for him. I think he's gonna like it. They're, he's a they, real, he's they, a real like, legend. All of this apart, I think they have a good league. Like if you, if I were to choose out of all the leagues in developing countries in Africans or Asian, I think it's probably the best out of Africa in Africa and Asia. Ronaldo said it, so yeah, he must in, be right. No, no, I, th- I, I do think I do, I do believe that. I think uh, Latin America is probably better, and then Europe. But it's a league that's developing, and I think it's gonna go. Would you far. watch it? Yeah, yeah. You would watch it. Yeah, it's just that I think he's 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 gonna be he's gonna be a little bit surprised because he's expecting those good passes from Tony Cruz and all of that, and he's not gonna find that. So it's just a little bit slower if you watch it.
looking forward to the African Champions League final tomorrow. So good luck with that. And good luck. Ella, I really hope Ancheli. they win. I, if we that wins, then all of the finals will have went your way. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to happen. But you know, lady, they already they they lost two one in the first leg. Uh, that was in Cairo. So let's see. Well, I'm so happy. I don't even care about we that. <laughs> no, no, no. I still want we that to win. Good luck to them tomorrow. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you did, please leave us a five star review wherever you're listening from, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye.